Mind Your Business, brought to you by Appalachian Commercial Real Estate, providing professional commercial real estate services. Visit AppalachianCRE.com. Old friends leaving long-held spaces, new friends arriving on the scene. Just what is going on with the restaurant industry in the high country? We'll get some inside perspective on this episode of the Mind Your Business podcast series, a presentation of the Boone Area Chamber of Commerce and brought to you each week by our friends at Appalachian Commercial Real Estate and Appalachian Regional Healthcare System. I am David Jackson, President and CEO of the Boone Area Chamber of Commerce. Thank you for joining us for the program. Your continued downloads. We are closing in. 10,000 downloads going to happen maybe by the end of the month. Tell your friends, subscribe now, and help us reach that milestone uh, as we continue to share news and information that you can use uh, around the business scene here in the high country and how that relates to our overall community well-being and development. And there has just been a lot of chatter, especially when it comes to restaurants that are no longer operating in this area. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the things, they've blown up with speculation, conspiracy theories, you name it, they're out there right now about why it is that some of these longtime restaurants are going away and not a whole lot about the ones that are coming in. So we want to talk a little bit about that uh, as we go throughout the podcast today, and we're going to get some great industry insight uh, coming up here in just a moment. So more on that in a second. But it's been widely reported that Boonies... Uh, on highway uh, or on Blowing Rock Road, right across the street from campus, right across from the Holmes Convocation Center, they have closed. Krispy Kreme closed late last year. Our Daily Bread downtown, staple business, closed after the holidays and they're currently not operating. Ransom uh, used to be Murphy's, just sold to a new business that is in the process of finalizing remodeling plans and they will open a new concept in that space very soon. Rooted on King has now taken the place of Kindly Kitchen upstairs next to Neighborhood Yoga in the downtown area. There are also new businesses coming, completely brand new concepts. Everybody's Luncheon Club just opened on Howard Street. That's uh, by the same family that has Everybody's Loaded Biscuit. If you are a farmer's market visitor, you know what I'm talking about. Those biscuits are unbelievable. And now you've got a way to get those every day inside a great new restaurant space where Chade Thai used to be. At least three completely new restaurants are planned to open in downtown Boone in 2023. Vicious Biscuit just opened a few weeks ago on Blowing Rock Road, not too far away from Boonies. And that's just to name a few here in Boone. The facts are the restaurant industry in this town is and will be cyclical. Just ask anybody that remembers Caribbean wings, stage, uh, sagebrush steaks, or fine dining at Mulberry Street. You might have to go back in the archives to remember that one. But in this activity that we are seeing now, is this just more of the same? Or is there actually more to the story? So rather than overreact for the sake of not knowing we bring into this episode an industry insider, and that is Seth Sullivan, who owns two restaurants right here in Boone, the Cardinal and Lily Snack Bar. The former just completed a lengthy renovation, all while staring down labor uncertainty, rising prices, a warmish or at least snowless winter, all of the factors, uh, and Cardinal has opened up stronger than ever. What do long-timers like Seth Sullivan and some of those families that have been in the business for decades here, what do they see as the prevailing trends? Is the labor market really the thing that's having the larger impact on restaurant behavior, or is it inflation? 
or a combination of both. We're going to get some scoop and a little history lesson on this week's episode, so stick around for that. And hey, if you happen to be in the market for opening a restaurant space yourself, I've got the guy for you. That's James Milner and Appalachian Commercial Real Estate. They provide professional commercial real estate services right here in the Boone area, providing sales, leasing, consulting, appraisal services to new owners and users of commercial real estate, or for those that are just looking to get back in the game once again. For more information, go to their website, AppalachianCRE.com. And if you actually are in the restaurant space, James and his team have quite a bit of uh, uh, experience in that arena. They would happy to be uh, uh, helpful to you if that is indeed the dream that you have. One of the things that Seth Sullivan is going to talk about on this episode is how commercial space plays into the calculus that restaurants are dealing with right now. And that's an important part of the conversation as well. So we look forward to hearing those comments there. Uh, Before we get to Seth, a few quick hits. Uh, We've got a couple of events coming up I want to make sure you're aware of. One of them is, is very directly tied to business starts. Those of you that are maybe getting that spring itch, you might need to brush up on your presentation skills or There are some of you out there that are just mortified at the thought of talking to more than three people around the water cooler. So we've got the event for you. It's called Improve Arama. It's coming up March 7th from 12 to 3.30. We'll host that at our new chamber office. More on that in a second. The event is run by Gary Plagg, who is a longtime uh, professional coach and professional presentation coach with Correggio Consulting right here in Boone. He uses improvisation games and activities as tools to build individuals and teams' communication confidence as they interact With others, confident communication skills, that's the key to success in business interactions, meetings, presentations, brainstorming, goal setting, strategic planning, all of the things that we talk about, all of the other aspects of our daily professional lives all factor into that ability to communicate confidently. And while improvisation is often thought of as just a stand-up routine, trying to get a laugh, it's actually the skills needed in that improvisation that bring out some of the very best in our confidence, practicing quickness of thought and confidently going with your gut in conversations, maintaining self-awareness and reading the room, uh, developing the ability to quickly connect with others, especially those that are really into what you're saying. And of course, building trust and learning to collaborate to solve problems. All of these things will be covered in Improve Arama. That's March 7th from 12 to 3.30. You can Sign up online at boonchamber.com. $50 for members, $75 for future members. That includes meals, materials, and Gary's quick wit. He's actually kind of a funny guy. He could probably do the stand-up comedy thing, but improve Rama comes first. Speaking of our new space, that's the last thing I want to get to you before we get into our conversation with Seth, and that is that the Boone Area Chamber of Commerce is celebrating our own long-awaited grand opening of our new space at 579 Greenway Road, Suite 101, We're holding this event on March 16th. Now, we are open currently. Come and see us. That spot on Greenway Road is the Greenway Commons Office Building. If you've ever taken a kid to Blue Ridge Pediatrics, you're in the right place. Boondrug Greenway, right down the hall from us. When you're looking at the building from the road, come around to the left-hand side, and you'll see that we've got a beautiful new exterior entrance. You can come right into the chamber, and we invite you to do so. But come for the party on March 16th. That's from 12 to 4. It's a drop-by, very casual event. We'll have some refreshments. We'll give you tours. You can learn about the space. And what kinds of space 
we have available for members, whether that's just some personal work that you need to do in a quiet place to do it, or group interactions inside our conference room, plenty of more opportunities there as well. We even promise to salt the sidewalks if we actually get some snowy weather between now and then. Which is a great segue to remind you that should you fall on that sidewalk, or perhaps shred more than snow call our friends at App Ortho. They've got a new office themselves at 232 Boone Heights Drive. We can't quite see it, but but we know it's over there uh, in the neighborhood, so to speak. That Suite A within the Broyhill Wellness Center, a beautiful new renovation to that space too. If you haven't gone for an ortho appointment lately, I highly encourage you to um, like schedule a doctor's appointment. Sure, why not? Uh, but at least check out the space because it, it is state-of-the-art, very innovative, uh, centrally located uh, in in a place that many of you know well, and that is the Broyhill Wellness Center. That new location allows Apportho to partner with Appalachian Regional Healthcare Systems outpatient physical therapy services as well to create a seamless experience for patients. Visit apprhs.org orthopedics or call 828-386-2663. Please don't fall on the sidewalk, not on the grand opening day. We, we've got enough going on. We don't need any more drama. But hey, if you do, we've got some friends that can help you out. All right. So let's talk about a, a very serious topic. You know, we, we talk about our tourism economy here. It's a huge part of what we do. And it takes multiple partners within that conversation to make it all work. It's not just about hotels. It's not just about attractions. It's not just about restaurants. It's not just about retail businesses with that welcoming approach. It's everybody working together. So when one of those parts of the of the collective wheel uh, appears to be a little bit squeaky before we do too much. We need to just do a little bit of research and figure out exactly what is going on and how that plays into the longer narrative of high country history. But also do we see some things that we need to act on as a community as well? So again, we went to our member expert, uh, uh, Boone area chamber of commerce board member as well, Seth Sullivan, owner of the Cardinal and Lilies. He joins us to give his take on the restaurant industry today in the high country on this week's Mind Your Business. Mind Your Business, brought to you by Appalachian Commercial Real Estate, offering sales, leasing, consulting, and appraisal services. Visit AppalachianCRE.com. Welcome back to Mind Your Business here this morning on AM 1450 WATA and 96.5 FM. David Jackson back with you from the Boone Area Chamber of Commerce. And as we stated before the break, we're talking about the restaurant industry here in the high country. Lots being discussed online through word of mouth about businesses that are going out, new businesses that are coming in. So we are going to one of our standard bearers for restaurant activity here and one of our trusted sources, Seth Sullivan, who is one of the owners of the Cardinal. Uh, and we have talked about quite a lot uh, here over the last several months. Uh, a restaurant that recently went through a long renovation has reopened their doors uh, and, and seeing customers flock back in once again. Seth, we appreciate your insight as always, and uh, congratulations on the renovation. How have things gone for, for you and your partners in, in getting those doors back open again? Uh, great, Dave. Thanks. Uh, excited to be here. And uh, yeah, things have been going great since the renovation. Well, great. Well, and we understand that that you keep your finger on the pulse of the industry here in the high country about as well as anybody. And as we stated uh, earlier in the show, there's just a lot of talk about the industry uh, in general, uh, what restaurants are going through. Uh, some some public obviously disappointed that some uh, longstanding restaurants have closed here lately. But with that, there's also new opportunity coming into the market. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity 
opportunity to talk with somebody who's been there, done that for a while that, that can maybe explain some of the cyclical nature of what we might be seeing right now, but also just try to give us you know, the insider's perspective of what the industry is feeling now that we're a little bit past the height of COVID, but probably haven't shaken that that free yet. So I guess I'll I'll start with that question. What what is your day-to-day like now versus what it was like three years ago, maybe from from operating the businesses that you do? You know, if you took me back to the winter of uh 2020, the, the you know, the week the week before President's Day of 2020, you know, we were cruising. Um the winter of 19 into 20 was the best winter we had ever had as a business at the Cardinal. We had just opened Lily's. It was um going okay, you know, six months in, trying to find its footing. Um, and then everything kind of dropped out with COVID, you know, having to lay off entire your entire staff uh, at both places and really get creative about how to contain, continue with business. And I think that as we were kind of talking on off air, that cyclical nature that you're talking about with changeover, restaurants changing hands, I think that you're still seeing kind of the ripple effects of that initial shock to the system. Because if you had asked me as a restaurant owner in 20. 19, 2020, will there ever be a time where you can, you just have to stop your business? You just stop it. You know, like uh, that's not something that anybody planned for Um, it. You know, it's a once in generation of event. And I think that you're seeing kind of um, that cycle play out over the, you'll see, you'll continue to see it over the next few years, I think. And I, I know that that doesn't sound reassuring, but it's pretty, it's a, it's just um, places that were struggling are done are already gone and places that uh maybe the owners want to change directions or do something else with their life that decision's getting a little easier to make places where you're able to adapt and able to change i feel like are are continuing to grow so and you see it also with you know even larger restaurant chains that have um functioned for so long in kind of a growth mindset that is just becoming kind of impossible you know like opening let's open 15 burger kings as quickly as we can or whatever it is you know um staffing issues and stuff like that kind of put a a halt on that kind of growth so um, seth sullivan joining us here on the program he is the uh one of the owners of the cardinal uh, lily snack uh bar as well uh, joining us here on mind your business and uh, maybe touch on that a little bit the labor realities of what you're going through and and we've heard that a lot that that restaurants are are having some staffing issues uh that that might not have all of them operating at full cylinders yet but but I guess maybe what is the expectation of today's restaurant ownership of what staffing looks like? And, and how do you prepare for that, especially when we get ready to move into high tourism times like ski season or the summer or, or whatnot? We, we've been really fortunate, I want to say, first, first and foremost, that we are blessed with a good staff at both places that has stood by us and has worked for it. A lot of them have worked for us. We've got people on staff at the Cardinal have worked for us since the day we opened. That being said, that's not the reality all of the time and certainly not the reality for everyone in, in our business. Um, the labor market has become, I don't know if it's a changing student demographic. Um, I, I don't know that, you know, when I went to the app um, in the early 2000s, I had to work while I was in college um, to, it, or I, you know, to have any fun at all, I had to make some money. So um, I just don't know if that's a reality now. And that, that pool has shrunk a little bit. Um I also think that, you know, uh, you people are just not going to come to to work and, you know, make minimum wage and wash dishes for 12 hours anymore. That's just not um, a reality. So uh, that that's the shifting that I see in the labor market is, you, you know, skilled labor in our industry is at a very high premium. 
Um, you got to really uh, pay your people and take care of them to keep people that really know how, you know, your, your top line cooks, your managers, your uh, really experienced front of house people, bartenders, you got to pay those people at a premium. Um, and then new hires, um, you're paying them more than you would have five or 10 years ago. Um, certainly. And, um, and you've got to take better care of them. I feel like, um, you know, to compete in the labor market, they're looking for a lot more flexibility with their schedule. Um, they're looking for, you know, workplace culture becomes really important to people. Um, you know, when I came up in restaurant kitchens, it was not unusual to have a line, line cook, throw a pan across the room and cuss you up, cuss you out, cuss you up and down for uh, making a, a simple mistake. That's just not the world that we living anymore. We don't tolerate any of that behavior, of course, at my restaurants, but it, that is like just becoming, it's becoming clear that people need to change that some of those things um, to compete in the labor market. Um, and the pool, I just feel like is a lot smaller, like I said. Yeah. So, so with that said though, um, you know, we, we've heard more management opportunities that are coming open. Um, maybe people that have been in the restaurant industry before that are looking to get back in, uh, what kind of opportunities do you see not only at your restaurants, but as you survey the, the available talent pool here in the market, what are people looking for right now? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, those are the kind of, of jobs that when you find a person like that, um, you really want to invest in them. Um, and those people do exist and we have a lot of them in this area, you know, uh, the service sector in this area is, um, you know, there are a lot of positions available, finding somebody that's highly skilled and highly motivated, um, is possible. And when you find them, you just have to kind of like lean into them and, and, um, work with them, give them space to grow, uh, a chance to learn about the broader parts of the business how to, how to do my job one day, you know, like, um, we try to motivate people to continue to grow in this field. Um, because we had people coming up that did that for us as well, you know? Well, that's a, a big part of the the relationship aspect of this industry, especially here in the high country. Uh, and we're going to continue to talk about that when we come back from the timeout. Appreciate the insights from Seth Sullivan with the Cardinal and Lilies. We're back with more of that conversation after this here on Mind Your Business, a presentation of the Boone Area Chamber of Commerce on AM 1450 WATA and 96.5 FM. Appalachian Commercial Real Estate provides professional commercial real estate services in the Boone Area. They provide sales, leasing, consulting, and appraisal services to owners and users of commercial real estate. For more information, go to their website at AppalachianCRE.com. Welcome back to Mind Your Business this morning on AM 1450 WATA and 96.5 FM. David Jackson with the Boone Area Chamber of Commerce visiting with Seth Sullivan of local restaurant fame uh, with the Cardinal and Lilies. Gracious enough to join us and give us some insights on a very important industry within our community. You know, we, we think about all of the different reasons that people come here. Food and entertainment is a, a large part of what makes them stay longer and making sure that we have a, a robust restaurant industry to match up with the hotels that are here and the attractions that are here. All of these things go hand in hand to creating the tourism experience that quite honestly floats a large part of our economy. So good to check in and, and get some some truth and real insight on onto some of the uh, topics that have been discussed here lately. Seth, I wonder, uh, you know, we, we talked a lot about labor in, in our first uh, part of the conversation, but uh, I think everybody just kind of curious uh, industry to industry, what's the inflationary hit on your business right now? And have you seen that change at all? Oh, oh yeah, man. That, that is the thing. Um, even I'm caught almost more by surprise by that, um, as opposed to the labor thing, but like, uh, basically 
a month or two into the pandemic, prices just started going wild. Um, you, you wild fluctuations, certain things that you just wouldn't think about became really expensive for some reason. Um, you know, we run two restaurants and we try to monitor our cost. We have, um, kitchen managers and and front of house managers that are, that are tasked with keeping our cost in line. We try to run 30, 30, 30, and 10. Um, and if you, we used to check in on that once a quarter, a couple times a year, you know, at this point we're checking in on that, like every other week, you know, um, we got in a situation at one of the shops last year where we were like, it doesn't make sense that our food cost is so high. And we got dug into it and we're like, Oh, well, the fryer oil that we use is four times as expensive as it was a year ago, you know, with no rhyme or reason seemingly, um, other than, you know, people will say supply chain or whatever it is, but, um, yeah, the cost of goods has just become, it's just another part of, you know, I was talking earlier about having to adapt, um, kind of constantly. And that's just something that you have to be constantly aware of, um, which has always been part of the industry, but it is certainly now it has a different feeling because things can just kind of, there are, the shortages have kind of ended, but the price fluctuation up and down has been, has been something to follow for sure. What do you follow for a hint of stabilization? Is there, there one particular development you're looking for? Or is this just going to be one of these, Hey, when it happens, it happens one day, things are going to cost the same month over month versus hopefully day over day. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that um, you, that's, you, you just kind of hope for that. Um, we're in a situation I can't imagine not, you know, both of my restaurants, we source from a couple of different places, but like, I can't imagine, um, folks that work in like pretty high end restaurants where they're sourcing, there may be more stabilization. I, I don't know. I've never done it, but where you're sourcing from a lot of small purveyors that can, I can imagine that that could get even tougher. We just kind of watch our costs. Um, what's going out the door, what's coming in the door since our renovation. Um, I'm. I mean, we added a bunch on the restaurant, you know, so obviously the water bill, the power bill, all of that stuff has gone up also. So it's just kind of having that awareness to be checking in over and over again. You know, Um, there's also the piece of that, like we pass that expense on to the customer, you know, so it's important that um, your level of quality stays the same if it, if not improving um, and that your staff um, and even, and and your customer feels, like those price raises are justified or, um, and at the end of the day that they're getting value for that dollar. Well, that becomes really, really important also. Seth Sullivan joining us from the Cardinal and Lily's here on Mind Your Business. Uh, obvious next question, how do you calculate the value of that return and what people are willing to spend? Um, how has that calculus changed in the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, we, so I mentioned earlier, like the 30, 30, 30 and 10 model. Um, that's pretty standard in our industry, you know, 30% food cost, 25 to 30% food costs, 30% labor costs, 30% other other costs. And then the 10% is the profit you take off the top if you're lucky. So we just kind of constantly try to hold ourselves to that the best we can. We'll fudge it a little bit uh, our way or their way, um, depending. It's their way being the customer, you know, like something runs a little high on the cost, but we sell a lot of them. So it makes up for it or whatever. And that has just become, again, we used to check in price prices. Um, you know, once a year, um, and, and kind of see where we were at. And that's just become more of a, every few months kind of, are we still in line? Are things still lining up kind of thing? You know, I, if you're lucky, no one complains, no one, they come in and they have a great time. And when they get the bill, they pay the bill and they're, they're out the door. Um, and I think that that you do that by making sure that you keep a high quality 
product and high quality service and and a high quality experience for your guests. You know, when they do question you or ask questions about where the price prices come from, I think that you can, you know, they go to the grocery store every every week or every two weeks. They pay for gas at the pump. They order things online, um, it, and costs are just up everywhere. Um, and that's just the, kind of the, the nature of the beast. It's the world we live in currently. So it can be tricky to, uh, you don't, you know, I, it's important to me that somebody comes into the Cardinal, um, and has a, a good meal that they paid their hard earned money for and that they leave happy, um, with their experience and, uh, raising prices, uh, puts a higher stake, you know, on that experience. It makes it there are higher stakes. You got to be better. Um, and we buy, you know, when there are mistakes, I'm the first one to, you know, I shouldn't put this out on the radio, but I'll buy your lunch. <laughs> you know, if you have a problem, that's, um, <laughs> that's, uh, part of, part of doing business too. You know, if we, well, if we mess up, we admit it. So, yeah, well, that, that's, that's a great policy to have. And, and hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll make sure that everybody is, uh, transparent in, in anything that they, uh, express to you. And, and you didn't hear it here first yeah. <laughs> with that, with that from Seth, um, last question for you. And, and this may be uh, one of the more important ones of, of this conversation. You know, like I mentioned earlier, there's just a lot of discussion out there about the restaurant industry in general. You see some longtime names, uh, our daily bread, not operating, uh, right now, uh, ransom just, uh, closed their doors and, and, uh, ownership switch there. But on the other hand, you see some new places coming up too. Can you give us kind of a, an impression of the cyclical nature of the restaurant business here since you've been here back in the early 2000s? But but whether we are experiencing right now with some changeover, what is a normal expectation for a market like ours in an area where restaurant business seems to be still an attractive thing to get into? Or is there something different going on here? Yeah. I mean, I think that it is there's a lot to be said for it just being kind of the cycle of this, of this business. Um, there, you know, you've been here a long time I, since the early two thousands, I, I can drive down King street and I'd be like, I remember the three businesses ago, what that was, you know, and that's just kind of the nature of the beast. There are like, you know, there are people, this is a, tr- Boone can be a little bit of a transitive community. People can come and go here and it's a tough, uh, you know, the restaurant business is a tough business to be in. It's not for the faint of heart. I would say is the business that most people look at and they're like, man, wouldn't that be so much fun to run a restaurant? And they get into it and they're up to their eyeballs and the day-to-day of running a restaurant. And it's, um, it becomes more than they handle. That being said, um, I welcome change and I welcome growth and competition. And I think that it's good for the, the restaurant scene in our, in our town, um, to have that kind of, uh, turnover. Hopefully that turnover is the kind of turnover where somebody's selling their business and, and getting out of the business and uh, retiring healthy and happy. I'm not wishing ill on anyone. Um, but I think that um, I don't see it as like a, uh, a doomsday scenario. Uh, it's just the fact of the matter, you know, rent prices being what they are for commercial spaces. Um, you got to you got to hit it. You know, you got to know what you're getting yourself into and you got to run your ship tight. And if you don't, you'll you won't be in business very long. That's just the fact of the matter. Um, well, we we certainly appreciate you helping dive into some of these topics. I think uh, a number of things that you mentioned uh, go across industry, uh, especially when you start talking about consumer pricing and, and how you you work with uh, with your team to, to price things for customers. I think that's certainly um, a, kind of a calculus and, and reflux that everybody's 
feeling right now. So that's uh, incredibly insightful. Uh, Seth, we wish you nothing but the best. Uh, so glad to see the Cardinals back open again and, and really appreciate all your leadership as part of our board and, and a number of other things you all are doing in the community. Uh, appreciate your time, my friend. Yeah, thanks, Dave. All right, that's Seth Sullivan joining us from the Cardinal and Lilies, and that'll do it for this installment of Mind Your Business. We're right back with you again, same time, same place next week here on AM 1450 WATA and 96.5 FM. Good morning.